This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley, and I am happy to welcome into our studio on his congressional recess, Georgia Congressman David Scott. Congressman Scott represents Georgia's 13th congressional district, and he's here largely to talk about the health fair that he has coming up on Saturday, August 19th, from 9 until 2 at Monday's Mill High School. Congressman Scott, thanks so much for making time for us on your break. Oh, it's my pleasure, Candace, and I just want to first of all thank you it couldn't be, we couldn't make it without our uh, Georgia Association of Broadcasting members. Uh, every year I've been in Congress, I have given a health fair. Why is this I, important to you? Because you have done this every year that you've been in Congress. Well, because there are two things. Uh, I also do the jobs first, you know. Those are the two pillars of the foundation of our entire family structure. If you have a job and bringing in some economic wherewithal to take care of yourself and then have good health because that's premier. It doesn't matter how many job offers come into you, even there. But you need to make sure you have great health. Then secondly, as I went into Congress, the whole health, uh, into Congress, the whole health care issue was bubbling up. And I was seeing that from the very beginning in terms of what we needed to do. And so I put together um, efforts and legislation in working with President Obama on the health care bill. I was a proud co-sponsor of that. But I, I stood back and I said, what we need to do is bring together the community, the doctors, the physicians, the hospitals, and have a health fair. I want people to know that need help, Where that every year, August, Monday Mills High School, you can come and get every exam from breast cancer, ovarian cancer, fibroids for the African, and, and let me just say this, African-American ladies in terms of these cancers to the ovary and so forth that I just mentioned, fibroids, breast cancer, it's taking too many. It's taking many of our African-American women because they're the ones that's hard to sit. Doctors will be there. We'll have mammogram units there. The other area is the veterans. Uh, Candace, Con Candace, I'm sorry, I always order it, so I always okay. call it's it okay. Candace. But let me tell you something. When you all, I got home for this weekend, for the weekend back, when you all were covering this story on the veteran who was in the Wells Fargo Bank yeah. in Smyrna, in my district. Yes. And that's what happened. We have too many of our veterans who are not getting the treatment that they deserve and who are suffering, 21 veterans committing suicide every day. Uh, this situation and more situations, this young man was in there trying to get attention mm -hmm. in his mind, but he was suffering from PTSD. Yes, he was. There are so many of our vets, so we're going to have the head of the VA medical unit for this entire region at this health fair. 
And not only that, we're going to have the head of the benefits regional office at this health fair. And we're going to have VA nurses and doctors and the specialists in the treatment of PTSD. So I just ask and I pray, uh, Condis, that any listeners that are listening to my voice right now, we, we, you know a veteran. If you know a veteran that needs help, please call my office and make sure you get that veteran to Monday's Mill High School on August the 19th, Saturday, early. And, and my office number is 770-210-5073. And the reason I'm doing that is that I've set a goal. All of us have set a goal. Our media partners, WSB, Cox Media, all the people who are helping me with this, Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel 11, all of the media, We, our goal is 2,000 veterans. Can you imagine? That would be great work. To get there and the benefits, every kind of issue will be resolved. And I will make sure of it. I can't have you here, Congressman, talking about your health fair on Saturday, August 19th from 9 to 2 at Monday's Mill High School, 9652 Fayetteville Road. We all know that as Highway 54 Mm -hmm. down in Jonesboro. Without asking you about what's to come in Washington after the recess. We know that Senator Alexander from Tennessee is going to work with a Democratic senator. They are going to begin to have conversations about fixing the problems that exist with the Affordable Care Act. What will be the prospects of any legislation, compromise legislation, should it make it back to the House? Well, I'm glad you answered that. Of course, I'm a part of a team. Um, I'm a member of the New Democratic Coalition, the Blue Dogs Coalition, and the Congressional Black Caucus. I'm the only member of Congress that's in all of these caucuses. I'm also a part of the help committee uh, that we pulled together with our Republicans. Now, here's the situation. Once we conclude, and I think we have, that Democrats and Republicans must move this forward. It, it, it can't go any other way. That's why it was intended to be that. It was a part of the mistake that even the Obama administration made. And I kept saying to the president, President Obama, why don't you throw in here the medical liability issue or the medical tax on the medical devices, things that the Republicans wanted. But no, we had the House, we had the Senate, we had the vote, and they went on. Here we are, back center. and Where the other party has the House, has the Senate, has the White House. Right. And for seven years has advocated repeal and replace, which has now failed twice. But the American people rose up. That was what stopped that bill. The American people recognized that they want pre-existing conditions in there. They want to make sure we have the payments there. Now, to go to your point, we have a bill that we're moving forward with about 40 Republicans uh, and about 60 Democrats that we think will go good in the House. As you mentioned, Senator Alexander has got his bill moving. But the whole point is everybody's moving with the approaches to solving this problem with the whole issue of bipartisanship, 
and Democrats and Republicans working together. And I tell you how God works in strange and mysterious ways. Here you got John McCain, a war hero personified. Oh, my God. Only God could have made this happen this way. The very man. And he was stricken with brain cancer. Uh, spent all the time in uh, confinement, years and years, and all he did, and here he was, the deciding vote. That thumbs down you, was, was most significant for people who want to hold on to their health care. And he tucks his hand and thumbs down. And then he said, we must move forward and fix the health care law with Democrats and Republicans working together. And keep in mind, it was this John McCain, this great war hero, that President Trump insulted so greatly. What a vindication. Things like that just don't happen by themselves. Do you get That's the sense God's work at I hand? Be- yes, sir. Do you get the sense that with respect to the American agenda as opposed to the agenda that has been put forth by the White House, that after recess and going forward, lawmakers in both the House and the Senate would be more focused on doing the people's business in a bipartisan fashion as opposed to what we here in the in the districts see from the leadership, which is completely partisan, all politics, my way or the highway. Right. And that's why I'm saying John McCain uh, did a remarkable thing in setting that. So now we got to go forward. And we have agreement. Number one, we got to put stability into the marketplace. All right? By that I mean you have too many of these insurance companies leaving the market because there is uncertainty. And as long as there's uncertainty, the people are going to suffer. Right now, you just got Blue Cross Blue Shield right here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And other places, no insurance whatsoever. We got to be able to fix that. And we can fix that with what we call CSA or payments that we will be able to offer to make sure that the insurance company knows that their bills will be paid. And that is what we need to do first. Stabilize these markets, make sure they kept the payments are there to be able to provide the services, make sure that they know that Medicaid is here, Medicaid is going to stay, and we're not going to cut Medicaid $800 trillion to give tax cuts to the wealthy. Because and that Medicaid money is where so many people, yes. correct me if I'm wrong, get the resources to take care of opioid abuse and those addictions where some of the veterans are able to get some of the services and the medications that they need because it's not anywhere else for them, correct? Exactly right. That's why Medicaid is so important. It is the fulcrum there, and they got to get off of this. Even these wealthy people, do you know the average would be $30,000 for if you got a a minimum of $700,000 income coming in. And then it's on up, 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 up. So once we get the stability question, once we get Democrats and Republicans on board to make sure that Medicaid is sound and that we're not going to put any tricky balloons on some of the things that they're trying to do hurting seniors, 
who are Medicare. Now, I took to the floor and I spoke against this and I pointed out to them, I said, we are a great nation because we have built on things that help our people. Now, number one, if you look at Social Security, it took a long time. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Truman, all those guys back during that time. It had to go through many ups and evils, but we had it there. All right, here comes Medicare. Medicare comes along, and we're able to pass that with Linda Johnson and move things forward, great society program, Medi you know, Medicare. But now we got Medicare Part A, Medicaid, Medicare Part B, Medicare Part C. And then I was the co-sponsor of a bill when I first got to Congress, Medicare Part D. The point I'm saying is that no legislation is a permanent fix. Our nation is changing, and it must have a very fluid, a fluid uh, understanding of what our health care needs are. It's important to have the private insurer there. So I think also they can uh, uh, purchase it across state lines. But I think if we come together, we put something like uh, helping um, our doctors, the number one reason why so many young people are not going into medicine is because of and becoming doctors because of the high cost of medical liability insurance. So that needs to be put in there. Uh, uh, the other piece we're working on is why is it we got 21 veterans committing suicide every day? Why they have this situation in my district up there at Wells Fargo and the officer shot and killed that veteran? PTSD. Needs attention. Needs attention. putting the attention in. So uh, Congressman Bouchard from Illinois and myself, Bouchard is a physician, we put a bill into the last VA bill that we knew is a doctor shortage. And more than that, it's a psychiatric doctor shortage. We've talked about that, yes. We've talked about yes, it. We so have. we put that bill in where we would take care of the college expenses, the tuition and medical school expenses of those psychiatrists, provided that they come into the VA and help us with this. And then to add a little bit of sugar to that to make sure it sustained itself, we said when they come in, that we will make sure that they are paid and constantly their salary will be 2% higher than what it is in the prevailing region in this nation. My God, there's so many wonderful parts here. And, oh, incidentally, we'll have people there from Medicaid, from Medicare, uh, from the Affordable Care Act, uh, because we're going to fix it. But the... The one thing that I, I, I just ask your, your listeners to is to join with us and help us reach this goal of 2,000 veterans Absolutely. coming. And the only way they're going to come is if the people on the sound of my voice and wherever WSB and, and Condes, I am so appreciative to you year in, year out. You all and WSB and Cox Media and uh, take Ms. someone you know. We Jane, want you to take yeah. someone you know to absolutely. Before we run out of time, Congressman, I wanted to ask you one 
slightly personal question, but I it's not personal at all. So the audience, because you have served as a public servant for so long, may or may not know and or remember that you are a FAMU alum. Yes. Attending an HBCU and also a graduate of the Wharton School of Business. You got your MBA there in 68 or 69? In 69, University of Pennsylvania Wharton School of Finance. Now that was significant for you as a young African-American man in the 60s, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I was the third African-American to graduate with an MBA from the Wharton School and went on. And um, a few years later, because of development with my business and politics, they invited me to serve on the executive board of directors of the Wharton School. Nice. And so this is why and I applied this to public policy. Do you remember the president being a student there when you were there? He'd have been behind uh, you. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, um, a while back, uh, I think it was four or five years ago, we were up in New York at a Blue Dog retreat, and Donald Trump was playing like he was going to run for president then. And uh, so uh, a part of that was he invited us up to Trump Tower to have lunch all right, and meet with him and so forth. And these are the blue dogs, right? The moderate, conservative, liberal, but we're all together there. And so, you know, as you go around the room and uh, he recognizes everybody, and so he went around and said, I'm so-and-so from North Carolina, I'm so-and-so mm -hmm. from Illinois, and got down to me, and he said, uh, and I said, David Scott, I'm David Scott from Atlanta, Georgia. And then he said, Oh, yeah, and you're from the Wharton School. You graduated from the Wharton School. I graduated from the Wharton School of Finance. And so once it was done, I, I believe I was entering my MBA studies there as President Trump was graduating from the undergraduate uh, business school. But it's amazing you mentioned the FAMU deal mm -hmm. because I just got a bill I got to tell you about. One other bill I got, you know, every year uh, we uh, have to, in the farm bill, um, uh, help what we call the 1890s and the 1860s. These were land-grant universities that helped save the South in, in the 1860s after the Civil War. That's all we had was land down here. And they did that in the 60s for the University of Georgia, University of Florida. Right. And then um, came along uh, the separate but equal doctrine, right, in the 1890s. And so the same guy, and it was a Republican who did this, said that, well, we got to do something now. Uh, and that's when Florida A&M was established. Uh, Fort Valley was established here in Georgia. Tuskegee over in uh, Alabama. Alabama, 19, 19. And so I'm a head of the financial arm of the Agriculture Committee as a ranking member, soon to be chairman, hopefully. And uh, so I put forward this bill, and I said, uh, we need to do something more than just the three categories you can spend the money in, which was uh, what, uh, teaching, uh, research and extension and I said my bill will create a fourth area student scholarships that's how you get the job done student 
scholarships. And for each of the 19 African-American land-grant schools and universities, I also said we're also going to create an, ex as an exclusive pot of money for them. Can't change that because I don't want to take anything away from teaching and research and all that. And so $1 million for each of the five years for, nine, for 19 African-American land-grant universities, which comes to $95 million. And I told them, I said, if you go and you sit for any time and you watch the University of Alabama play football or you watch the University of Florida, they're black players and mostly predominantly black on the team, which is wonderful. My point was because they had scholarships available. We got to do the same thing. And for STEM, because all of these black land-grant schools have uh, converted into the STEM curriculum influence. By that, I mean science, technology, engineering, and math. Because agriculture and agribusiness has changed. It's the, and it's the most probably important industry we have. The food we eat. Absolutely. The water we drink. Yes, indeed. The clothes we wear. There you go. And now alternative sources of energy, energy. with cellulostic energy coming in. And so anyway, that bill is there. And I also, when Sonny Perdue, as you know, and I pushed him as much as possible, and Sonny asked me to go over to the Senate and speak for him. The two people he chose was me, a Democrat, and Saxby Chambliss. And what a story. Because this same bill I'm talking to you about, Fort Valley, all that, will be administered by the Secretary oh, of man. Agriculture. Former Georgia Governor Sonny Perdue. Only God could work stuff like that. Congressman David Scott, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. We want to remind everybody of your health fair on Saturday, August 19th from 9 until 2 at Monday's Mill High School, 9652 Fayetteville Road, Highway 54 down in Jonesboro. The goal, if you know a veteran who could use, who needs help, the goal, let's see if we can get 2,000 veterans there. Congressman, we thank you so much. Uh, thank you, and God bless you all. And um, Congress, I can't thank you enough. And I appreciate it so much. Please give my appreciation to the entire WSB Cox Media family. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.